Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Hypothetical Siblings Podcast. My name is Nick. And my name is Lainey. And Lainey, how was your week, but not quite a week? No, no, no. Actually a full week this time. Nope. Nope, not a full week this time. Yep. Almost, though. Almost. We almost did the thing. Um, I enjoyed shopping for the first time in, like, my whole life because What did you shop for? We just went thrifting. No, that's fun. Um... Got a Jurassic Park t-shirt, a Green Giant t-shirt, which is hilarious, and a, a Cub Scout t-shirt, which is also hilarious, especially because it says 92, and I was not born yet. I was not born yet. <laughs> Who was born? Most of our cousins were not even born. Actually, well, all of them were not. Um, because our oldest cousin is three... Four years older than you? Is that right? Because he's... Yes. Yes. I thought he... No. Because it's... six years older than me. No, he's because he's three. Yeah. No. Uh, what? The... Either way, though, he wasn't born yet. The other one is three, and then he's a year older than them. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or is it three and then one... It's not three. Because the second oldest breaks the three-year chain. Wow. So I think he's three, but what she's about, What not. a load of garbage. I know. It's a fat load of fat garbage. Fat load of garbage. Big garbage. Real garbage hours. Okay. So you went thrifting. <laughs> Thank you for that, Watched Avatar for a whole day because I still, still haven't, haven't finished, finished it. Because you're a fucking goblin. And still haven't finished it, but I'm on season three now. Good. And Iroh is buff now, and I yeah. think it's hilarious. And <laughs> Iroh's jacked out of his fucking mind. Yeah, he's in jail still, but... Yeah. So that's great. I'm loving it right now. It's an incredible show. It is. Um... I don't know. I don't. Not doing nothing else. I'm working. <laughs> you made those shirts into crop tops. Yeah, because it's disgusting when shirts are long. It's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like a normal shirt? Or do you mean like longer than a normal shirt? No, like a normal shirt. What is wrong with normal shirts? It just doesn't flow. Why do you... Just does not flow. What do you mean flow? They all have to be short. Why? Except for the ones that mom got me from Old Navy because I feel those are too high quality for me to ruin. So you're saying you're taking the brave yet controversial stance that all shirts should be crop tops. Mm, yeah. I also think boys should wear crop tops and you know, um, it's awful that they don't. So. I've worn a crop top before. Felt very 80s. Yeah. I did not like it. If I had a better body, I think I'd be okay with it. Uh, but on account of that I do not have a better body. I'm going to cut your shirts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't cut all my shirts into crop tops, please. <laughs> your roommate will let me in and I will cut oh all of God. your shirts. He would not tolerate that in our house. 
Yeah, he would. No, I wouldn't. I would have some other purpose made up, and then he would let me in, and I would crop all of your shirts. <laughs> be like, I'm going to plan a surprise party for Nick. And he's like, you already did his birthday here. <laughs> and you're like, no, shut up, though. And he's like, all right. Let this you shirt is cropped, even though it's kind of hard it's to tell. It's long cropped, though. Right? But because of these white lines, it's hard to cut. Are they, like, not shirt material? No, oh, just no, I like, see. They're that weird, cracky, like, shirt plastic. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Um, oh, I've also played Animal Crossing a little bit. I want to say, because you haven't talked to me about Animal Crossing. Yeah, because I haven't really been playing it ever since we got back from vacation, just because I've been busy. and Moy busy. Also, it's downstairs, and no one really goes downstairs that much, so. Well, you can, br it's a switch. You can bring it wherever. Well, I know, but I don't like it little as much. <laughs> so, all right. um, that's all. That's all. What about your party? What party? Your work party. Oh, it wasn't a party. Well, what whatever shindig. Yeah, just had people over to hang out. Powwow. I think that's supposed to be a cultural appropriative term that we're not supposed to use anymore. True. All right. Well. Um. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was really fun. It wasn't like anything super exciting happening or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, and also there was a different work party yesterday for our parents mm -hmm. um, because it's the last day of tax season and our father is an accountant. Um, and so there was some celebrating happening because fuck tax season and 80-hour work weeks. Well, fuck tax season and fuck tax season being extended but kind of not because you have more time to do it but then because you have more time to do it people are lazy as shit and so they don't do it in the normal amount of time that they do things you know correct yeah ha, ha, i made you yawn you did make me yawn but it's good because that means i'm not a sociopath right isn't that how that works i think that's a lie all right <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I don't know what to do oh, with that information. Oh, I speaking a, of sociopaths? Yeah, I wow. watched a movie. I don't know what it's fucking called. Good, that's helpful um, for the people that probably want to watch the movie. Um, But the actor who plays Elrond in Lord of the Rings yes. plays a serial killer in it. That's appropriate. Um, I can get behind that. And I thought that he was the man from Jurassic Park, and I was like, the when? Man? What man from Jurassic Park? The main man from the first one. Alan? Yeah, Alan. And I thought it was him, and I was like, why the fuck are you Australian? Like, when did that happen? But it turned out not to be him. Um, and it, it has a 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was, like, fine. It yeah, was... I don't really trust. Rotten Tomatoes used to be good, but anytime that it becomes more mainstream, anytime whatever review site becomes more mainstream, it's just whatever the score is. Well, but is. this was an older movie. No, 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 no. But, I mean, it could still be updated. You I know? guess, yeah. Um... Like, IGN, for a long time, was a, a reasonable place to get, you know, reviews for video games. And then it's like, this get it's, it's an entire, like, video essay on why the game is a piece of flaming garbage. And then it's like, 7 out of 10. It has a little something for everyone. <laughs> and you're like, I, ah. So basically, 7 means it's unplayable garbage. 9 means... It's a pretty good game, and then 10 means we got paid to give it 10s. Or if we didn't give it 10s, people would stop looking at us. Yeah. Um, I think that I still trust Rotten Tomatoes. 
Is that Rotten Tomato? That's, yeah. I, I got really confused for All a second. Right. Um, because my sense of what movies are good and what movies are not good is really low. And um, so most of the time I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I do not think that movie deserved 100% because there was a lot of police abusing people. Well, I mean, that was making a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you... Well, like, is it in the context of, like, oh, look, the police can abuse people. That's a bad thing. Or was it just, like, police abuse is happening? Everyone's nodding their heads like, yep. Um, everyone but one guy, and then he's, like, supposed to be not a good guy. You the know, the like, bad guy is telling the police not to abuse people? No, so there's, like, the ethics guy who's, like, watching the video recording of them interview this guy. Okay. And they're fucking hitting him and yelling and threatening him. Um, even though he's a serial killer, they haven't proven it. Right. Um, and you can't abuse people like that. This is true. Um, and he's all like, damn, I told this detective to be more careful when he's interviewing people, and now I have to go and, like, this guy's probably going to get off scot-free even though he confessed to all these murders. And um, the, his, like, p- like partner or co-worker is like, no, let's just leave him. He can't go back on the streets. And then he does it anyway, and everyone's like, fuck you. Why? This man's going back out on the streets because of you. And he asked, yeah, so, I don't know. Not not completely enjoyable. What pushed you to watch this? Um, I was trying to watch a movie that our godmother recommended to mm-hmm. me called Copycat with Sigourney Weaver and uh, Helen Hunt, who mm-hmm. plays Miss Incredible. Yes. Um, and it looked really old, and I didn't want to watch it or rent it. Um, and so I looked it up on Netflix and found all the titles related to it and found that movie. So I watched it instead. <laughs> I see. So what you're saying is, A, that if a movie makes you feel bad, then the movie is bad. Yes. Okay. B, if something is old, it is not worth watching. No. It just looked too old. What is too old? It didn't even fit on our TV screen. What is that? What? You know how, like, some films can't be expanded to fit on flat screens? Sure. It was like that, and it was really bad quality looking. And I was like, it's going to distract it, me the whole time. Is it because time. you watched the trailer? Because sometimes the trailers are fucked up. I did watch the trailer. That might be it. Okay. All right. All right. Because <laughs> usually it's not, I mean, if it's like this, you know, only such percent of the screen, that's an issue with the trailer or something like that. Like, because I have an Android and the rest of fucking humanity apparently has iPhones. Every time someone sends me a video on an iPhone... Uh, or from an iPhone to my Android, it's this horribly mutilated, <laughs> compressed nightmare of pixels yeah. and screeching. It is. I've seen it. And I'm like, I well, that might be a dog that is doing something cute, but it just looks like a nightmare creature. It's always a dog. It's always a dog. Um, yeah, well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Lainey hates old things and refuses to feel any emotion other than positive. Yes. All right. I, that second one? Actually, really true. The first one... It doesn't make it bad. That just means you don't like feeling that way. What? Just because something makes you feel a bad thing doesn't mean that it is a bad thing. It just means that you don't like feeling bad. No, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's why I don't watch Infinity War Endgame. I've watched both of them (laughs) at one time, and that's all I will ever watch, because fuck you. 
Even though I melt when Chris Evans appears from behind the train and fucking destroys those alien people at the subway station in Infinity War, doesn't mean I'll fucking watch it again. Behind the train and destroys... I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well then you're stupid. Alright. <laughs> sure. Um, I also had a week. Uh, no. Alright. <laughs> It's just how this works now is you say no and I just, alright. Um, first thing is, is I finished the fourth Harry Potter book, which I think I said I was reading a while ago. Um, holy crap. Like, I, I, I'm on this podcast, I'm sure that our listeners feel it as well, but uh, especially those people that have been around in my regular walking around life feel it, that I just sound like the most broken record player that annoys the shit out of everyone that he talks to holy shit are those books better than the movies because i hadn't read them for so long that i look at the movies and i'm like yeah it's it's got all the main points it's, it's good it's fine no uh when we watched i recently made our family watch the third harry potter movie garbage no compared to the book garbage so, so here's the thing. No. No, 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 no. I'm talking. This is my <laughs> section of the podcast. I hate you. All right. That's fine. There is only so much a movie can do. Because to fit a, I think the third book is like three to four hundred pages. To fit that many things into a, and the movie is already like two hours and 20 minutes. Like it's not a short movie, right? To fit all that in there is a lot. Right. Uh, and I respect that that is a difficult thing. But holy shit. Like, the third... I forget exactly what it is now, and I'm going to be pissed. Um, but having read the third and the fourth books and then watched the third movie, my plan is now to watch the fourth movie, of course. Um, they are, like, changing what happens so that it is more explainable in a shorter amount of time. Correct. You know? Um which I, I appreciate from a cinematic standpoint, right? But as someone who just read the book and then watched the movie, I'm like, no, because it's worse now, right? Um, the, the whole conversation in The Shrieking Shack in the third book uh, between Remus and Lupin and... Or, yes, Remus and Lupin. Yeah, he's just <laughs> talking to himself the whole time. Uh, Remus and Sirius and Snape and all the kids and then Pettigrew is such an interesting, like almost Mexican standoff kind of thing. And then in the movie, it takes like five minutes and then like only Snape gets hit with something, you know, as opposed to everyone, you know, throwing curses. Also in the book, Ron's leg is like the bone is hanging out the side. And in the movie, he's like, eh, it kind of hurts to stand on, you know? And I get that they can't make it some horrifically violent thing, but like, he could at least fucking cradle it or something, you know? Yeah. Okay. I agree. But also I disagree. <laughs> Good. Um, because I think that particular, particularly um, Lupin and Sirius's characters in the movies got kind of botched. Because, Absolutely. Because in the books, like, Harry's parents... And all of the marauders mm -hmm. are so young, mm -hmm. and they do not portray that well in the movies because the those actors are older. Whoa! And I think a lot that comes with that is their personalities because, like, you can kind of understand like 
especially as it goes on, Sirius is so young. Like, mm-hmm. and and the way that he reacts to certain things is like, oh, th- that's partially because you're like late twenties, I think, or like early thirties. Because mm, what? So when Harry was year zero, right? His parents died at twenty-one. We'll just assume that Lily and James were both twenty-one. Oh, so he's like thirties. Yeah, early, so early he's like 30s. early to mid thirties, right? Okay. Because if it's been because Harry's thirteen in the third book, because eleven, twelve, thirteen, yep. yeah. Um, so twenty-one plus thirteen. Let's say he's the same age as James, because presumably they were all in the same year. So he's thirty-four, right? So young, but I don't think that the actor that plays Lupin is like beyond that. Because no. he's supposed to look kind of fucked up and haggard anyway, from being right. a werewolf. And Sirius is allowed to look fucked up and haggard because he was tortured in prison <laughs> for 13 years, you know? So, yeah. like, a 34-year-old that's seen his shit, right. like, that's not unreasonable. Yeah. I agree there's a little bit of youth lost, but I don't think it's, you yeah. know. And also, just, like, Lupin in the books is so incredibly kind. I know. And in the movie, while that does come across, the actor or the dr- or whoever mm-hmm. made him seem a lot not a lot meaner, but, like, like have more, more of an stern. edge. Yeah. yeah, stern, yeah. Well, I think that was the the tilt from 3. Because 3 is the point in the books where, oh, no, shit's getting real now. Right. You know? Arguably, I guess that's 4. Because 4, like, is the first person. Oh, my God, people are dying now. Right. Like, fuck. Well, and also it has much more to do with Voldemort. Because the True. first 3 while, yes, having to do with Voldemort, right. are kind of their own battles, whereas yeah. four really starts... Four onward is... is okay, is it's this one battle. The wizard war now. Right, right, yeah. right, yeah. Um, no, I agree. Um, but, like, the end of the fourth book. So, yeah, I mean, it, obviously you can't fit it all into a movie, and I get that. But, holy shit, these books are amazing, is really the takeaway. Um, at, and especially at the end of the fourth book, versus what happens in the movie... They got Harry and the crew in the hospital wing, and Dumbledore is like, "All right, we got thirteen fucking hours until Fudge gets back to the Ministry and starts this shit on Monday." Fucking Molly, hey, here's a serial killer. Don't worry, he's cool. Serious, get the fuck out of here. Go rally up the old gang. Get all the homies. We gotta do this heist right. Snape, you know what you gotta do. And Snape's like, "You got it. I got it. We're out here." And then he's like pointing at everyone, and Harry's just sitting there, doped up in bed, like. Right? Like, what the fuck is going on? Meanwhile, Bill is just absent from the fourth movie, like, entirely. Bill and Charlie, zero. No. Zero time on screen. They literally just show up in, I think, the seventh movie? The the first seventh movie for the wedding. And 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 that's fucking it. it. Yeah. They might show up as corpses in the end of seven when they're walking down the. I don't know who dies, don't remind me, because I want to be surprised at who dies again. Um, but remember at the end of the seventh movie where they're doing the part in the books where they're walking through the Great Hall mm-hmm. and there's all the fucking lined up Dead corpses? People, yeah. um, they might appear there besides that. And I know who plays Charlie, or maybe it is Bill. No, because Bill marries Fleur. Yep. Yeah, so I think I know who plays Bill. I don't know who the fuck plays Charlie. I don't think Charlie's in it literally at any point. <laughs> Sick. Like, I, I seriously... Because the guy, it's the guy who plays General Hux, right? No, that's Bill. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. 
But who, there's no Charlie. No, Where's like, Charlie? I, I think there's no Charlie. Let's just at title, all. title of a podcast. There is no Charlie. <laughs> Which kind of is a thing. Um, what else did I do with my week? Oh, I started counting calories again because I decided that I want to be thinner and more in shape. Fuck is my answer to that. Uh, I am literally on day three of doing this. Uh, and day one the little app that I'm using on my phone to record calories and water intake and everything like that said, hey, guess what? You're going to gain a shit ton of weight if you eat like this for the next five weeks. And I said, oh, fuck. And then I, for the next day yesterday, ate much better. And it said, hey, you'll lose five pounds in five weeks if you continue to eat like that. And I said, ah, that's a good thing. The issue that I'm running into is that, of course, without doing any exercise, all I have to do is limit my caloric intake, right? Well, the limit for my caloric intake in order to lose weight without exercising is only like 1,890 calories a day. That's not a fucking lot, right? Um, so, I, I'm sitting there last night eating my dinner, and I still was like 300 calories over the limit, right? So instead of 5 pounds in 5 weeks, I would have lost 4 pounds in 5 weeks or whatever it is. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I could probably go for like an entire burger right now and then i'm just lying there in bed like because i'm not hungry right like my my belly is fed but it is not full right and i think that's part of it is getting used to what is fed versus what is full you know and trying to align those two um but yeah drinking a shit ton of water and doing that and um it's rough out here, but I think what I'm going to need to do is start to, you know, either do light exercise, go on runs more consistently, stuff like that, so that I can eat more food, <laughs> so that I don't feel like I'm starving myself. Yeah, the um, chef uh, on Good Mythical Morning, his name's Josh, I don't know his last name, he is fucking ripped, mm -hmm. but he's a chef, and he tweets all the time about the shit that he eats, mm -hmm. and everyone is like... How are you eating this and are just absolutely ripped? And right, he said, like... he tweeted, he was like, I just take everything to the extreme. So <laughs> I just work out so much yeah. that I can eat whatever the fuck I want yeah. and stay ripped. Because, of course, sure. on that show, too, on Good Mythical Morning, he's making crazy <laughs> stuff I'm like sure. Dorito flavor. Dorito flavored Oreos and stuff for those guys to like just that. eat on the show, you know? So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, other things that happened in my week. Nothing really that I can care to write home about. Um, oh, I went scouting with, so I have a friend, um, who is a girl. And she want, has wanted me for a long time to hang out with her boyfriend. So I finally hung out with her boyfriend without her there. Um, because both of us could do to have more friends, more guy friends especially. And we went scouting on Sunday. And for those of you who don't know, scouting is basically the pre-hunting where you don't actually hunt anything. You just look for the thing, you know. And we went and holy God, it was it a time uh, I slept probably three hours the night before, which is not nearly enough for a regular day of functioning, let alone hiking and wandering around in the fucking scalding heat. We went far enough south um, that the coolant in the car began to boil because it was so hot between being used by the car and being hot outside. 
So two separate times we had to stop and turn the car off and open the hood so that the coolant would stop boiling. Um, there was a lot of uh, sitting, you know, it's a lot of driving around, which is fine. Um, but also he and I have never hung out before. And when you're trapped with someone, uh, that you haven't hung out with before, with, with before, uh, for towards nine hours. Cause he picked me up at around five in the morning. No, 12 hours. Cause we got back around five. So about 12 hours. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of time with a person that you don't really know. And he's fine. He's a great guy, you know, but, uh, it was an experience and a half for sure. Uh, but I digress, and we're getting towards a time when we should talk about the things that we're supposed to talk about on this podcast, that being hypotheticals. Now... No, wait. I want to preface this. What are you prefacing? I know nothing about what we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. So, I... so it's probably going to be a lot of Nick explaining and me just being quiet. And maybe when I understand it, I'll have things to say. <laughs> Just to let everyone know. This is definitely going to be a a different style uh, from what we normally do, but it's going to come around, so so hang with us here. So, what I want to talk about today, um, and those of you who listened to the last podcast will understand or or hear, know what we're vaguely going to be talking about. Um, last week I didn't have the name for it, but what it is, is an uh, instance called The Man from Torrid. That's Torrid, T-A-U-R-E-D. Okay? So basically, and this is kind of passed into legend a little bit and kind of falls into the same things where we talk about and it's not really, um, you know, well documented, right? But The Man from Torrid is the story of this guy um, that uh, uh, in July of 1954 shows up at Haneda Airport in Tokyo, right? Um, And so this guy shows up and described as a Caucasian-looking man with a beard, dressed nicely in a suit, like looks like a business guy that's there to do business things, right? And his primary language, he says, is French, um, but apparently he spoke Japanese fluently as well as a variety of other languages, like, I mean, some businessmen do. So, again, nothing really out of the ordinary. So, again, it's kind of up to history as to what actually happened and the sequence of events has kind of changed, right? But basically what happens is as he gets off his plane from wherever it is that he's coming from, He walks up to the customs agent or the customs booth, whatever it is, and begins to talk in fluent Japanese. And again, the customs agent is like, oh, this is just a dude. We're just having a conversation. It's cool that this white guy can speak fluent Japanese. Um, But then he asks for the guy's passport. So the man hands in his passport, and the customs agent just kind of looks at it and looks back at him and looks at it and is like, what is this? And the passport... Though, having been stamped in Japan and several other countries that year, was from a country that the customs agent wasn't familiar with. Now, you can imagine that working as a customs agent, you might find that you know a fair few countries. But, of course, there's so many countries in the world that I would be impressed if I could find someone that could name all of them, right? And the country where the passport was issued was listed as Torrid on the front of the passport. Now, Torrid, the customs officer believed rightfully, is not a country that exists. And so the officer says this to the man and says, 
this this is not a place that exists. And of course, you know, what would happen if you get off a plane and someone tells you that the country you're from doesn't exist? You get fucking angry. No, my country exists. And the man says, of course this country exists. It has existed for a thousand, a thousand years and is one of the most economically like prominent countries in the world. So why don't you know of it? The Japanese officer gets their support or their person in charge of their supervisor, basically. Supervisor comes over and looks at it and goes, this isn't a country that exists. And so the guy goes, okay, well, if you don't believe my passport, which already has been stamped by this, this airport twice before this year, why don't you call the hotel that I have a reservation at just to prove that I'm here to be like, I'm not just some guy, right? Call the reservation or call the hotel. No reservation under that name. Guy starts to sweat real pale faced. Well, call the guy that I'm here to do business with. Call the guy like by name. No, there's no one coming. I don't know what you're talking about. Basically what happens is they pull out a map and they have the guy say, okay, if Torah is country, show me where Torah is. And he points to Andorra, which is the super tiny country in between Spain and France, right? And he's like, why does it say Andorra? I've never heard of that name before in my life. That country is Torrid. Basically, long story short, they take him to a hotel and they're like, listen, we're going to figure this all out in the morning. We just have to detain you because we can't let some rando just into our fucking country, right? Guy's freaking out at this point because he's being told that basically he doesn't exist. So they put him in the hotel with two guards outside the door. All his food is taken care of. They take all of his baggage, like his suitcases, briefcases, passport, to a secondary location, separate from the airport, undisclosed to him, the guards guarding him, etc. The guards hardly hear anything all night. They go in the next morning to find him. He is gone. They go to presumably the evidence locker or whatever it is to find his belongings. His belongings are gone. So... What could have happened, of course, is that this was some fucking guy that showed up and was confused or was an excellent actor that was trying to get into the country to do something. But if that was the case, why would you not do it with a country that exists, right? What a lot of people propose is that Homeboy somehow switched from his reality into ours. And then upon staying here for a certain amount of time, something happened and he switched back into his own reality and his belongings went with him. So, the hypothetical that I want to discuss with you today, what would happen, or what would you do, how would you react, if, say, we're going to Mexico again like we've done a couple of times, but for whatever reason you had to fly down after us because you had... Uh, Something, some event that kept you here, right? So you're flying by yourself. You come down to Mexico. You get off the plane. You're made sure that you have your boarding pass, your passport, every fucking thing that you need. And you hand it to the customs officer and he goes, what the hell is this? What is the United States of America? That freaks me out because I am not an independent person. <laughs> Like, by any means. I am convinced that I will never live alone. Okay. And that is just one of the many things that I hate to do. And while I enjoy my alone time, I cannot do things alone. Does that make sense? Like... What do you, when you say do things, do you mean, like, make a smoothie? Like, explain no, to no, the no, people no. what it is to do things alone. So, anything in 
my own living space, living area, whatever, mm-hmm. I can do by myself, okay. whatever. As soon as I have to step out the front door <laughs> and do anything, I hate to do it alone. Sure. Um, obviously, I can get places to do things with other people, like class and work. Yes. And whatever. Yeah. But if you tell me that I have to go to the grocery store by myself and shop or do whatever, I won't do it (laughs) unless I have someone to go with me. Okay. Except in pure necessity. So I go pick up my own prescription from Mm -hmm. the pharmacy. I get gas, obviously, by myself. Because I have to. I will not shop alone. I won't eat alone. A lot of the times when I was in the dorm, I <laughs> I didn't eat dinner because I had no one to go to dinner with. I said, we're having sleep for dinner. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's healthy. So that situation just by itself of I have to fly somewhere by my... Because mm-hmm. I've done that before. Why did you do that? Because I did it back in eighth grade. To visit my friend who lives in Oregon. I've done it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But she picks me up at the airport. Oh, yeah, no, sure. And there's like a very specific set of things you have to do at the airport to get there. And then when you're coming back. Here's the list. Right, exactly. Here's the steps. So while I could fly there by myself, the. I think that if it was to another country, I'd stay home. I'd be like, can't make it. Sorry about it. I'll just stay here. So rather than respond to the question and answer what we would do in that situation, you have avoided the situation entirely on the premise of your own anxiety. No, listen, I'm getting there. Okay. So that being said, if that situation were to arise and I agreed to it and I got to Mexico with my passport, that list of things to do at the airport is still basically the same. Yeah. So I'm going through it and I'm kind of worried because it's a different country but ultimately meeting our family on the other side sure should right. be okay right if that were to happen i would think it was a joke <laughs> and i would start being like oh <laughs> that's so funny well and the reason that i say mexico is a we've been there before so you kind of right. know what the deal is right b it's a language that we both speak a smattering of and right. can probably get by in terms of conversation if English was not working. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. Um, and, if, yeah, I agree with your points. So I would laugh and be like, that's a good joke. Yeah. Like, let, let me go now. Yeah, no cheese days. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Then it continues to be like, an issue. And then they're like, no, what are you talking about? I think that I would have a panic attack. Because <laughs> you're in another country right. now by yourself. Well, and the thing is, too, is that you can't do a whole lot. Yeah. Because the government is detaining you. Yeah. So it's like, what choice do you have? I mean, I could try, I would try and call everybody mm-hmm. on my phone mm-hmm. but i presume that it wouldn't work right because again so in a normal situation if you can't get into the country that you go to 
they stick you on the next plane back home and say, fuck off. Right. You know? The issue with this, of course, is that they're like, what the fuck is the United States of America? And you're like, ha ha, no, really. And they're like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, where did you just come from? And they're like, uh, and so let's say again, the guy pulls out and he's like, listen, you know, you get whatever the supervisor is and they say, all right, I know you freaked out. Show us on the map where it is. And now the East coast of the United States for some degree inland is just a territory of the, uh, United Kingdom. The Northern states will say like South Dakota flatline is Canada and Mexico is still up through the West Coast to Canada. And you're like, this is not, this doesn't, know. it's this, it's this, and you, because how do you start to point at Nevada, and you're like, I'm from there, and they're like, you're not from Mexico. Right. Well, and that's the part, because, like, if it was a different country, they might be like, okay. Yeah. Like, let's send you there, or whatever. Right. So... I would call everybody on my contacts list, see if it worked. If none of it worked, yep. I would be like, take me fucking here. Obviously, T- I don't... Take me to this part of the country that I'm trying to enter, presumably illegally. Yeah, so I'd be like... <laughs> because, like, I don't... What else are they going to do? They well, can't send me to another country because I don't have a passport that's real. Right. Unless I could just go to jail. And truthfully, if the United States didn't exist then there's no colonization of the United States area by immigrants from the UK. So there is no American accent. Mm. So they would probably think you're West Canadian? Yeah. Right? Canadian uh, somewhere. I I don't know where. Well, because Canadian, they kind of have the northern accent, and in the east, it's the French accent, because it's French French Canadian. French Canada, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> French Canada. Um, so they're like, ah, fucking right, right? Right. Um, so I'd be like, I'd insist that they take me to approximately where we live. I don't know the <laughs> coordinates. I don't know. I probably would be off by hundreds of miles. But I'd be like, take me there! So, Because, again, presumably our city is still founded because of the reason it was founded being before you crossed the Sierras and all the, you know, silver deposits and everything. But it's probably not called the same thing. Right. And it's probably Mexican people living there. Right. So, (laughs) which is extremely different from how it is. Well, not extremely. We have have a a pretty high Latino population. Right. But, but it's not, I mean, they're still a minority, right? you know? Jesus. <laughs> and then when they took me there and there was nothing there, I would have a mental breakdown so intense that they'd probably just chuck me in a psych ward. Yeah, true. Cause what is the, cause let's assume that he didn't disappear. Right. Right. What this turns into is either you're a spy or you're a crazy person and there's no in between. Right. Because how did you get the document? And the document is the only thing saying that you're not just some psycho that stowed away on a plane. Right. You know? <laughs> so. Right. Well, and that's the thing, too, is I'm, there are definitely certain things that a passport has to have on it. Mm-hmm. And 
if they checked it out and determined that it was legit, then there's no way that they could say... Well, how do you say a passport from a country that doesn't exist is legitimate? Well, like, I don't know. Because it had the stamps... No, 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 no. ...that exist. But I am not sure, and I don't know exactly how passports work, but the legitimacy that you need to have of, at least in the U.S., Mm -hmm. of a passport, I'm sure there's all kinds of things... Within the paper, yeah, and all the UV on light it. tricks and right. Yeah. That so, it's so incredibly hard to replicate. Right. That they, I think, would have to believe you. I mean, at some level, sure. You know. Well, and the issue is, is that this is we're talking about this as if it was a 2020 issue, a modern issue. This happened in 1954. Right, where, where shit, it, you can just do whatever right. because you can make paper. You know, they don't know what holograms are. Right, and it was before all the security that came after 9-11. Exactly. So people could, you could probably so easily just fucking get on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the worst. Because here, I feel like there are certain things that make it more legitimate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you could pull out your phone and just like have people look into it and be like, okay, where have I been then? Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, show your like Google earth history or whatever. Right. It is. Right. Cause I'm sure that it has a record of where you've been or um, like what cell towers you've connected ping to. Pong, yeah. yeah. Um, and in that case, people could maybe figure out where you came from, whatever. Yeah, roughly. Right. Whereas 1954, you got nothing except your word. Yeah. 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 You're like, I promise I'm from this place that doesn't exist. Please let me in now. Right. Yeah. Uh, So I agree. I think that I would show up, and I already have, so I've only traveled alone by plane one time, and it was a massively anxiety-filled experience, Um, especially because I had to get off the plane for them to clean it at some point. And then after they had cleaned it, had to get on a different plane because the one that they cleaned something. And that was already bad enough because it was like, okay, I'm alone in not even a different country, but in a state that I have, you know, actually that's not true. We did have relatives there at the time. It was in Colorado. Oh. Um, but I was like, I, I, well, I'm hours away, you know, still. And I was 13, 14, whatever it is. So I was like, eh. Um... <laughs> So, if I go to Mexico, get off, and they're like, what's the U.S.? Yeah, like, no I Estados Unidos. Yeah, yeah, right. And I was like, alright, you know, and you're kind of like, ha-ha, it's a joke now, right? No. Where, what the fuck are you talking about? They drag you away. And let's even say that, because Mexico obviously does not have... The amount of infrastructure, something like Japan does, or, you know, France or something like that. So, let's say, let's take the language barrier out of it. Let's say it's the United Kingdom. You're flying into London, baby. Right? Because, again, this is in Tokyo that this happens. Right. You're flying to London, and you're they're like, oh, cool, where are you from? And you're like, oh, I'm from the U.S. And they're like, the what? The, the United States. What are you talking about? The, over, you know, the western North American continent. In the middle, west side is where I'm from, but, you know, whatever, you know. They show you a map, and again, they're like, oh, you mean the colonies? What the fuck? No. 
We haven't been in the colonies for 300 years, home slice. I don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, you take the language barrier out of it. It's still fucking terrifying because you're having a mental breakdown because they are showing you evidence. It's like being a little kid and being told that you're invisible. Yeah. That's exactly what like, it is. Like, exactly like that video where that kid's like, or the person who's watching them is like, I can't find whatever yeah. his name is and is totally pretending like he can't see him. And he just starts bursting into tears and like... Losing his shit. Because you are taken fully out of control of your situation, and you are at the whim of something that you don't understand what's happening anymore, is what it is. So probably, like you said, similar reaction of just breaking down, crying, panic attack, holy shit, you know? Well, and also, um, like... Does North America still exist? Like, is that what it's called? Oh, sure. Because... South America, obviously, is well, like... But it's the Americas, has always been... Because Amerigo Vespucci is the origin of that. Right, right, right. But... I just feel like things happen in a, such a different way. If you're saying that America is split between UK, Canada, and Mexico... Sure. That there is not something, like... I don't know. I mean, because we're all North America, from, like, Mexico to... Canada, question mark? It's actually, no, because Central America isn't really a thing. There is, because it's not a continent. So, at the bottom of Central America, before South America, is where it starts. So, whatever the north, is it Colombia is the northmost one? Don't ask me. One of those, right. Um, Whatever the northmost one is, that border is basically North America up, South America down. But yeah, so... <laughs> Long story short, fucking anxiety inducing. I think that you're just done. I think that you have nothing to do. So, again, let's assume that you stick around instead of disappearing back to our own reality like this guy does. Because presumably he reappeared in a reality where they're like, oh, we fucked up the paperwork. Of course we know what Torah is. Come with us, right? And you get some settlement because you sue their asses for imprisoning you. Let's say you stick around. You now have to exist in a parallel universe where you have no family, you have no friends, you have no contact. You probably don't even have the money in your bank account. So you are now with a suitcase, fresh off the boat, in a country that you're not legally allowed to be in. And they can't... Ex- not export, what's the word I'm looking for? Where they send Deport. you back? Deport. you. Because there's you're not from anywhere. So you just have to live in wherever now. No. Because you don't even have papers from that country saying you can go to a different country. No. <laughs> you can't. Like, imagine if you now, okay, you live in Cabo now and you have no money. No. Yep. Because what do you, you have to do like unskilled labor because it's not like we have any marketable skills. I would say take me to the mental hospital. And I'm living throw, there. <laughs> Otherwise, I will so. kill myself at this very airport and you will have to deal with the mess that ensues. <laughs> so you would rather than deal with your situation say put me in the mental hospital I'll just live out my life there. Yes because I have zero people that I love and it's not worth it. <laughs> and rather than find more people that you love. No. It's All not, right. not fucking worth it. <laughs> Bye. Alright. My priorities in life are low Nick. All right. And uh, 
it's only people that I like, and I'm not going <laughs> to... And without them, it's not and worth it's it. it's not worth it. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. I'd take a crack at it. I probably wouldn't. I don't know what the parallel universe Mexico looks like, uh, but I'd prefer to live somewhere where the corruption is not as plain, because I think most politics, you know, political systems are corrupt, but not as plainly as there's the president sitting in the chair with a gun to the back of his head, like, yes, we are the Mexico, you know? So, like, I might try for what Canada. That seems like a good deal. It's kind of cold, but I could get used to it. I don't think that you could get to Canada. Well, here's the thing is you'd have to stay in whatever country. Again, we'll assume Mexico. Long enough to gain Mexican citizenship, which I don't even know what the qualifiers for that are. Let's assume eight years. So the better part of a decade. I'll be 30. Then I can try to try for citizenship of a different country. But after spending eight years working and gaining my citizenship and surviving in a country, I feel like you're like, eh, might as well stay. I might move to northern Mexico, which is now roughly where we live, <laughs> just because it's more temperate, a little less hot, you know, desert type deal. But really, besides that, eh. Yeah, that sounds so awful. <laughs> Kill me. End me. Shoot me. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, so basically, the other theory that is not nearly as fun to discuss is that it is a result of the Mandela Effect. Mandela? Mandela. Mandela Effect. Nelson Mandela? Yes. No, that's literally the origin of this, is that some folks are terribly... It's basically where you share a false memory. So it is the same thing as the Bernstein, Berenstein Bears, right? Or Berenstain Bears, whatever the fuck it is. Is where a large group of people share a false memory and it is basically passed around that way for so long that despite what is actually real, you are convinced that's what happened, right? So Berenstein, Berenstain Bears, or the reason Nelson Mandela, there's a bunch of people that are convinced that he died in prison in the 80s, and that's just where he died. But it is well documented that he didn't die until 2013, you know? So depending on who you ask, people will be like, be like no, no, he died in jail or prison, whatever it is, in the 80s. But there is a large enough group of people that assume that, that, you know, it remains a truth in that group for so, so long. Uh, and so, similarly with this, is that because it was not terribly well documented and, you know, that it got blown so out of proportion by poor, mis poor retellings, mistellings, rumors, stuff like that, that he actually existed... And especially because of the way the Japanese accent works, people are like, oh, Toredo is Toledo, right? Which is a real place, and he was just confused or whatever, and then they sent him on his way because they figured it out, and he's just jackass. But they said, oh, Toredo, right? So Tored is a man from a place that is Tored that doesn't exist. You know? So. Yes, while the hypothetical was fun to talk about... <laughs> Um, my actual interpretation of the situation is just giant miscommunication. Oh, I, sure. I don't believe that well, actually happened. I mean, we just sat here talking about the 1950s. You could do fucking whatever, because it's all documents, and documents can be fucking forged. Right. Not that electronic things can't, but in well, the, well, in the era of 
encryption and all this shit about keeping our information safe, the information age, it's a whole lot harder to pull shit off like that than it is in the 1950s where it's like, oh, let me just print you a spare passport, pal. You know? Totally. So, you know. Right. Yep. Um, but I, I think that's what... Because that's what Mandela Effect... It, like, I think that's how it occurs. It's just complete miscommunication. Is that the miscommunication compounds upon itself until it is a false story, and everyone's right. like, oh, the exciting story. Right. Kind of like we're doing here, where it's like, oh, this is way more interesting than the reality of someone fucked up some paperwork, and now this man is trapped for a day. Right. You know? Right. Um, because, like, the whole Berenstein Bears thing or whatever, what is it actually? Do you know which one's it's right? It's Berenstein is the real one, I think. But we are all like, oh, Berenstein Bears. Right. Or it's Bernstein or something. That's what it is. I think it's Bernstein or Bernstein. Right. And we all thought it was Berenstein because it was like, they're bears. What? You know? Um. Yeah. Yeah, see, something like that is just like someone misreads it once, starts saying it one way. Yeah. And then everyone else starts saying it Because it's a children's book and children pronounce things poorly and they all start saying it the bad way. Right. And while I think if it is... Berenstain, that's an awful name. Or even Bernstein, that's awful. Yeah, I would much great. rather be Steen, but I'd rather but be whatever. Steen than a Stain. Yeah. 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 Um, Mandela Effect is super interesting, though, especially when it's something that you well, believe like, or what think. What was that where the Berenstain, Berenstain thing got brought up at whatever Christmas or whatever that was with our family? And I started losing my mind because I was like, that's a fucking lie. I refuse to believe. And I also, I think mom thought that too. Yeah. She was like, no, mm-hmm. you know. And like, so not just this situation with the man from Torred, but with plenty of situations, um, is it that there is the argument of, is it there's weird switches happening between parallel universes, right? And that it was Berenstein Bears and now it's Bernstein Bears or whatever it is, right? And that it got switched or is it the Mandela effect? You know. Whereas, yeah. See, I'm whimsical, but I'm also <laughs> logical. Like, that's just stupid. You know how much human error yes. there is in the world? Much. Like, uh, The it's, answer is many. Especially with something as mundane as that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to get fucked up. Whatever. You yeah. know? Yeah. So. So, fuck you is the whole lesson of this episode. That, so, fuck you is the lesson of the episode. We have found another situation in which Lainey has just decided to kill herself to solve the problem. Um, yeah. So, if any of you have any opinions <laughs> on if you would kill yourself in the situation like this, any hypotheticals, let's say, of what you would do if you found yourself in a similar situation to the man from Torred, or if you think you have a theory on what happened that is different than what we discussed here, you can feel free to contact us on Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? No. Not Facebook. Don't do Facebook. Facebook fucking sucks. So, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube. YouTube. Or, you can send an email directly to hypotheticalsiblings at gmail.com. That's hypothetical, H-Y-P-O-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L, siblings, S-I-B-L-I-N-G-S, at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week.